Starving negative emotions, eight ways to put out the fire. When you deal with negative emotions, you have a couple of basic choices. You can suppress them by keeping them buried inside, ultimately making yourself sick, or you can express your negativity to those closest to you and you can make them sick. For many people, they think there's only two options. In other words, for most of the people you know, suppression and expression are the only tools in the emotional toolbox. If the only tool you have is a hammer, then everything starts to look like a nail. According to Newberry, to live a life of maximum joy, you must learn how to minimize the negative emotions so they will not dominate your life. For example, imagine covering a small campfire with a bucket of dirt. Instantly, it's snuffed out. Now think about your mindset prior to smothering it out. First, you develop the desire to put out the fire, probably because you were leaving the campground or maybe you were gonna go to sleep. Then you made the decision to do so, finally acted. If your goal was to put out the fire, you would never think of throwing on another log or dousing it with gasoline. Negative emotions work the same way. If you wanna extinguish them, to do it with positive, constructive thinking. It's important that you refuse to nourish those negative thoughts. In other words, let them starve. Don't allow them to develop into a blazing inferno. Tom Newberry points out eight ways we can put out the fire. So go get your toolbox, open it up, and let's drop eight new tools. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, it's important that you address the emotional pain. The physical pain indicates that there's an injury or an imbalance that needs to be addressed. However, on the emotional side, we often ignore similar signs and continue to think and behave as before. In other words, we never address the root issue of the problem. Negative, when you think about it, these emotions are warning lights that something's happening on the inside. It's like a car. When you look at the dashboard, if you see it light up like a Christmas tree, there's immediate attention that needs to be addressed. The first step is to examine and ask yourself, is what I'm feeling really a problem or is it just a false alarm? Just like checking it with maintenance, checking is required on the vehicle to examine if there's a need. To diffuse your negative emotions, you've got to acknowledge their presence. Determine whether there are any critical needs going on unmet or whether it's just a false alarm. Let's look at number two. You can put out negative emotions and place them in their place. How real are the negative emotions? By simply reminding yourself that this is just the way I feel. It's not necessarily the truth. It doesn't need to dictate your behavior. Feelings are not the gospel and they're rarely cited in scriptures as the basis of, for acting anything out. Instead of allowing your feelings to guide your decisions, allow God's word to be your compass. When your thoughts and how the world wants you to feel, then you gotta prepare yourself to endure that roller coaster of life. You're gonna see those ups and downs. 2 Corinthians 10.5, let's explore that. The word states clearly, 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, you need to put your emotions in check and realize they're not the basis of your decisions. Let's examine number three. You can own negative emotions. Make a declaration today that you will take responsibility. No one can control your thoughts but you. The way to own your negative thoughts is to first acknowledge them, examine their authenticity, and finally replace them with positive thoughts. So this is law that I want to show you. It's called the law of exchange. It simply states that you can replace a negative thought with a positive thought. To be honest, the opposite is true. One negative thought can ruin a whole entire day of positive thoughts. Perhaps at this moment it's difficult to accept responsibility for the situation you find yourself in. I definitely want to show empathy. Things that can happen that are out of our control. To be quite frank, it might have been our fault. But we cannot allow what happened in the past to imprison us. Newberry shares, even if you can't stomach accepting responsibility for the situations you find yourself in, you're still responsible for what you do about it. You're responsible for your reactions and whether it improves or worsens your circumstance. The moment you stop blaming others, you are on the road to greater emotional health. It's important to catch yourself going down that rabbit hole of blaming others or even blaming yourself. To have inner healing, you have to activate the law of exchange and say to yourself, I am responsible. At first, it may feel awkward, but stick with it. If you repeat it long enough, it'll become a spiritual truth. Do not let another person determine your frame of mind. Taking responsibility blocks out negative phrases that try to enter in and control your mind. Remember and say, I am responsible. I can exchange what I feel negative or my negative path thoughts and be great, actually grateful for what I have today. For every storm, a rainbow will follow. And for every setback, there'll always be a comeback. Number four, you can starve your negative emotions by turning into this big picture. So when you tune into it, take it and then just expand it when negative emotions arise or you feel anxious step back and remind yourself what's truly important newberry shares a change in perspective can quickly create a change in heart let's paint the big picture i want you to think about the difficult times you've experienced in your life as you may feel the negative emotions I want you to explore these questions and how they can be diffused or how you can diffuse the situation. So here's the first thing you can do. The negative emotion is coming on you. You got to ask, what is your goal here? Are you going to allow that negative emotion to consume you? What outcomes do you want in this situation? What's your vision? What's the negative state that you're in which can move you into either direction? Is it going to move you into the direction that's positive or negative? If the negative emotion takes you away from your goal or favorable outcome and your vision starts to diminish, then terminate the thought. In other words, tell that negative emotion you won't be back. Another way to extinguish negative thoughts or even how you would react in a heated moment 
is to pre-program these questions before the storm. This is to say, use these questions as kind of like an umbrella. When the rain comes, because it'll come, believe you me, let's practice. Take a moment to step back on a time you've exploded and reacted out of anger, which resulted in regret. What would have happened if you sorted out your emotions and paused using these questions to rewrite the moment? Here's the first one. Where's the situation headed and is that okay? What do I intend to create? Think about it when these negative emotions come on you. What's most important here? How might my negativity affect this relationship? Think about it, is it really, really worth it? Is my integrity, my integrity at stake here? Could my health be more important than proving my point? So is proving you're right or wrong really that valid? When you give up the need to be right, you expand your options and experience joy instead of distress. Only after finally seeing the big picture can you evaluate this negative situation and realize it was but a microscopic part of the whole. Number five, you can drop the thought. When negative thoughts arise, remind yourself of the consequences. If you embrace them, don't rehash them, replay them, or worship them. Put it differently. Don't play the record. Just drop the needle. We all have experienced those pop-up thoughts in the middle of dinner, at the movies, checking emails, even talking with somebody. These thoughts pop up like a pesky mosquito, and if we deem them inappropriate, we can just wish them away. You see, Newberry shares, I know that many times I've been at the movies with my family and had thoughts of certain obligations or those to-do pop-ups in my mind, but I simply tell myself, this isn't the time. I can deal with it on Monday. The little conversations almost instantly displaces the distraction or that thought. He provides another example where he was in the middle of an argument with his wife and just about to explode, he hears his four-year-old fall off the bed. You see, the priorities of this conversation now change. The value was being said changed. Think about it. What happened with their son was the priority. And sometimes, guess what? If it doesn't have value, then you've got to drop it. What we say, think about this, actually is that constructive situation that we can build up in a negative way that will tear everything down. So why not start positive? Negative thoughts will not be glued to us. It is no more than this dream that you had last night. It's merely that power habit that causes us to latch on to it like a negative drop of positivity. People who love to vent struggle with this concept because they actually advocate venting and letting out steam. Kind of makes them make them feel better. Newberry shares, but this cathartic benefit is often mitigated by the unintended consequences of steam spreading to other individuals. All right, so think about what happens here. Venting is short-lived. It only spreads to others and rears its ugly head when new events arise. In other words, more people join the negative block party and then that wildfire begins. So let's talk about how to break it. To break the link of venting, you can begin by saying, it's not worth it. You could say, I'm responsible. You could give the other person the benefit of the doubt. 
As long as you're going to drop it eventually, why not drop it now? Relax a little. Avoid damaging relationships. When you drop a negative thought, you prevent pushing the button of a nuclear disaster that only destroys everything around you. When you catch venting, you remain at peace and it gives you the best shot to effectively solve the problem, dealing with stress and overcoming challenges. Let's explore number six. You can retreat. It's okay to retreat. In a moment of negativity or crisis, do you find yourself having a hard time processing what's happening? In those moments, it's best to give yourself some space from the situation. So what you can do is later convene, process it a little bit later. You can state, I'm not emotionally ready. You can also say, I'm not in the proper frame of mind. Newberry shares, briefly withdrawing, especially from loved ones, allows time-tested wisdom of this too shall pass to kick in. And start working on those advantages. Remind yourself of the spiritual truth that supplies a vision of closure and weakens the hold of negative emotions. It gives you something to hope for, a time to practice your faith. From time to time, you may find relief when you back away. Shut the door. Be alone. Allow the fire of negative emotions to die down on its own accord. You know yourself better than anyone. You know what you can handle. And if in that moment it's going to take you overboard, simply walk away. Newberry shares, this negative cloud will pass. Solutions seem much apparent. Let's look at number seven. One thing that you can do is you can practice compassion. Put yourself in the shoes of the other person and recognize how they may feel. This is a master strategy. Instead of suppressing or expressing negative emotions, you can extend compassion towards the person who seems to be the source of the negativity in the first place. Even if it's you. So how do you accomplish this? It's important to make the assumption that the other person is struggling or in pain. In other words, they're acting out because something isn't going right, either externally for them or maybe internally. Tommy Newberry shares that sharing this perspective has helped him and his clients. Is this interpreta uh, interpretation always true? Probably not. But what harm can it do? What can it cost us? Step back and look at the big picture. Is the fight really worth it? Is the tension that you may have really worth it? Can using this be constructive in your marriage or in your relationship? Can it help you get along better with others? Be more empathetic? Here's the bottom line. If you see peace become more patient and you're seeking it by being kinder towards others, the best thing to do is put yourself in their shoes. When you practice compassion, you detach yourself from the situation and you don't over-personalize it. Even though the positive assumptions might not be true, in the very end, think about it. Was it worth the attempt? Remember, when you reframe the way you see things, it transforms the way things truly are. Another way to practice compassion is to get curious about the story. Ask yourself the question, Hmm, 
I wonder what their story is. Tommy Newberry shares, the simple attempt at becoming interested in the other person causes you to detach from their negativity. Remind yourself that the other people are living out scripts that were placed in their heads long before you even met them. You might have been a trigger, but you're not the source. When challenges face you, be the type of individual that was not rattled by the reaction of others. Having control means that you're not upset or attempt to actually retaliate. In the moment, if it begins to overpower you, check this out. Smile and grin and bear it. Even a fake smile, it sends positive emotions and feelings throughout your body. So like they say, fake it till you make it. Realize that the most stress and tension is just growth trying to take place. Negative challenges you face can actually become victorious and create that, develop that reliance or resiliency. Our muscles are pushed and stretched beyond previous limits. And once they recover from the stress, they become stronger than before. Today's a new day to take a chill attitude. When you remain calm and collective, the fire is doused. When the other person comes at you, just refuse to take it. When you experience a difficult circumstance, consider that as an opportunity for growth. Last, number eight, you can ask for God's help. This by far is the most important tool. Self-reliance will get you so far, but God-reliance will take you through the fire. Romans 12.2 clearly expresses, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When you face trying times of negativity, either from self or others, start with renewing your mind. Ask yourself, what is the environment? How is it causing me to act in negative ways? Verbalize what you're going through with the Lord. In that moment, allow him to walk you through it. There are passages that you can quote. Check this one out, Psalms 42. When you get an opportunity, read that one. Psalms 43 as well. They're amazing examples to help you. Simply getting this far, either in the video or podcast, demonstrates your potential for joy. And you're probably, guess what? I want you to really think about it. You're probably higher in standard than the general population. The reality is that we live in a world that is not perfect. And in order to control your emotions, you must understand that the majority are not like-minded. They're not thinking like you. You must think above them. As we close out, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a post-it note or write it on a sheet of paper, whichever form it takes. But I want this to kind of be a, a, a way that you can process what you're going through. Check it. Emotions don't reveal the quality of your life. They reveal the quality of your thinking at any particular moment. So think about it. Should they make it count? You gotta change your focus and then you will change your life. I hope you get an opportunity to subscribe and then become a part of our Community Life Coach 180. And uh, next week, I'll go ahead and download another lesson. God bless you.